And now part two of our conversation on Black Panther. Now let's get to the... Right, so we know Killmonger is the real deal, brutal, and now things are going to collide. Yeah, this drama of the... Really, the is it is it inaccurate to say it's the first like real drama of the movie? Like this scene? Like it's the first... It's, yeah, it's the first scene where person, we don't know what's going to happen. conflict that's kind of... That there, it feels like there are, there are emotional stakes to it. Yeah. Kind of. Like, I guess the reveal had a little bit of that. But because it was something that happened 20, like 30 years ago, it's almost like, ah, whatever. It's like, what's but, going on? Yeah. People have these grudges that they barely remember. But. Yeah. I, guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, the, do. the, the amount of grudges in this. The grudges that sometimes exist and sometimes are forgotten about in this movie. Yeah. And go wildly back and forth. I don't know. I mean, I realize. A lot of things are good about this movie. It is the same director as as I think Creed Two, which chose which chose. You know what this ninth version of Rocky needs? We need Dolph Lundgren back to to you know speak. I haven't seen Creed Two, so I can't comment on that. I have heard he was he was actually good, Dolph Lundgren in Creed Two. Okay, but. I heard there were other questionable choices made with the plot of that movie. He was also he was his also wife the, be a singer and stuff. He was also the red he was also the redheaded sea lord in Aquaman, and he was phenomenal in that movie. He was epic, you know, Shakespearean quality right there. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren playing Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> under, um, under the sea. But digression. So we talked about the border tribe, the Botha. So the guy who has the biggest grudge uh, against Ulysses Claw and is upset about the failed mission. Um, this is actually the guy that Killmonger meets because Killmonger is dragging a shroud as Ulysses Claw's body. He drags it to the border. His ticket. And like we said before, border tribe, their job, guard the they land border. They confront him like, oh, you are lost, whatever. And then he says like, no, I know, you know, I know where I am. Kind yeah. Of. And he shows his lip and. Yeah. And, the, and, and Ulysses Claw. And then all of a sudden, okay, he's in. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden he's being brought right to the royal chambers and t'challa is there and his sister and his mother are there his mother plays like a minor part in this movie angela bassett but she yeah she's just kind of like emotionally upset at you know when he's in danger and that kind of stuff yeah she's more just like uh she's playing a mom she's playing a mom just just a mom yep um and then other the other tribe leaders that we met earlier in the movie and so and then all of a sudden Michael B. Jordan comes and he says, Oh, you know, he's from Wakanda, he claims to be from Wakanda and they're like, What is this outsider or whatever? And it's like, I wanna take the you know, like like I wanna take the throne. Like he immediately I'm here says, for my birthright. Here for my birthright. And they're like, What are you talking about? And Angela Bassett, the mother, is like, you, you know, you you did how dare you disrespect this and yeah, us and the ritual and, and this. have you to be here and all this stuff. And then T'Challa knows who he is. Because he's seen the ring. He's seen the ring and he heard the story. Yep. And he heard, oh, yes. And um, he wants, he, if he's torn. I think he doesn't know how to treat this situation. Um, but he obviously knows more than everyone else in the room. But he he doesn't speak up and say what it is or say the full context of well actually he's a brutal killer too mm-hmm. but he he tries at the last minute he says get him out of here and then 
But he waits too long. He waits too long. He doesn't say, you killed Claw, you shot the CIA agent, you did, you tried to kill Makia. You, he tried to kill me. Tried to kill me, like... Yeah. You, you didn't say any of that. Right. It was... He acts like, instead of being the justified person that he yeah. is, this guy's a murderer and a yeah. psychopath, yeah. instead he tries, he just acts like, he acts like a, a king that's like an entitled king, like, oh, here's this righteous claimant. Get him out of here. That's the way it's like portrayed for a little bit, which is like not the facts of the movie. But but, w- I wonder what what would happen. Like like how, I mean, look, I get to a point where I think it's related it is which is Akoya's reaction like twenty minutes later in this movie. Yeah. But immediately tradition kicks in because yep. Killmonger claims that I you know I'm. Uh, Un- Undogo, I think, is his name. Yep. Um, I'm uh, Prince Undogo. Undogo. Right. Yeah. His, uh, that's I, his Wakanda. I'm the prince's son. So he's a royal claim, and he's going to challenge the throne. And there's some sort of loophole where even though he wasn't there for the first one, it's quick enough in time where he can challenge. Okay. Right, because there wasn't that their whole the whole debate about whether or not can he be allowed to fight he missed the, the window to challenge t'challa okay, yeah he wasn't there and then and, there was and eventually kinda... t'challa just basically says i want to fight him t'challa is so mad at him that he i think they were because they had that council and they're trying to decide yeah do we let him fight t'challa eventually says fine and like, let, let's fight and and there's a lot of reasons for it i think the the least personal reason is well, this guy's challenging to fight me. I gotta show that I'm tough, and I gotta beat him. I actually don't think that's part ass. of it at all. I think probably more compelling is the personal one. Yeah, I, I think it's all about. Well, I think he has one. He has this personal revenge about the whole claw incident and the shooting. Nakia. Nakia, which yeah. is obviously usually important, but I also think that he, uh, T'Challa's in a little bit of denial, and I think if he thinks he can beat Killmonger, mm-hmm. that it will almost make his story to be a lie mm. in a certain way. And by, cause right now he's still, he hasn't accepted his daddy issues yet. Yeah. And this recent revelation is still, pre, right. it's still pretty recent. So I think by, if he just, he basically wants to punch his way out of this problem. Right. And I think he doesn't want to deal with the emotions of it. So he wants mm. to say, I mm. want you out of my life. I don't want you here. I'm going to kick your ass and then you're going to leave. And I'm, that's it. I'm yeah. done with you. I'm done with that part of my life. I'm done with the past. I want to reconcile it. I don't want anything to change. Yeah. And that's that's, that's a great point. I think that's what I think that's why he fights. Yeah. Or why he he's so ready to fight. Mm. Yeah. And 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 so the, the the challenge is accepted, and this brings us to like a kind of a repeat of the last fight. Yeah, I actually don't think it really deserves that much discussion. Yeah, I mean. It, instead of they're both kind of the same size and they fight similar and just and and for no particular reason honestly killmonger gets the better of him killmonger it turns out like they kind of hint at it by he has all these he has a lot of scars and it turns out they were yeah they look like like bumped up cigarette burns or something yeah Yeah. they were tags of every person he's killed right and his body is covered his whole body it's like hundreds yeah hundreds and it's I don't know why. I mean, I assume I assume he uses guns mostly. Like, why did that, yeah. that make him so good with sword? Yeah, <laughs> spear. 
Well, time. I guess he does all of it, like the knife skills and stuff. Yeah, but, and he's clearly very good, but you'd think T'Challa would be good at it too. And Charles clearly outmatched. Yeah. And gets, you know, Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker right. intervenes and. Right, because T'Challa's down on the ground. He's he's lost, but Killmonger is not going to do the mercy offer that T'Challa no, did not, in the last fight. And that's when Forrest Whitaker steps up and said, "Your your 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 grudges with me. Your your you can blame right. me for everything. I and, was the one who led to your father yeah. being dead." And and Killmonger says, "I'll kill you both." <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is so good. Oh, oh my, my god. god, he's such a good villain. Like moments like I'll that. I'll kill you both. And he kills Forrest Whitaker. Just and like, then he's going to kill T'Challa. I mean, you know. He can't kill T'Challa because it's a movie, but he says let's let gra- let's let have gravity decide this, and he chucks him out of the, off the he waterfall. He chucks him off the waterfall. Just brutal. Oof. Into Savage. the into the mist. Not he doesn't do like a very villain thing to the hero of like he like spits on him, get him out of here. I'm king now. Right, put him in he prison. He throws him off the waterfall. He throws him off the waterfall, and then obviously like really T'Challa only survives because of bullshit. Like there's no, there's no magic, actual, magic ice. There's no actual reason that he survives. There is no science. No, there's no science is magic here. There's no like even the vibranium. There's some vibranium left in his blood that's causing him to be alive. No, yeah. it's he got frozen he to got life. Frozen. He got put on the chopping block like Walt Disney himself. Yeah, you know, you know what I hate what, what happens. <laughs> you know how like when you go when you get thrown off a waterfall and the river carries you up the fucking mountain. That's. <laughs> Well, I they love... were fishing, right? They were fishing, yeah. so they went down to the river. Yeah, how was he so cold? Oh, I don't I know. know. Yeah, <laughs> so so stupid. let's uh, cut to it quickly because I want to talk more about Frozen T'Challa. So Killmonger immediately, the, uh, a big thing about Killmonger, he talks about a lot. He's basically like an a African nationalist. Like he views, he, yeah, a, he has this big like honestly like a geopolitical view of like all people from Africa. Uh, should unite together and and have independence and lift each other out of poverty and and what he views as oppression. But not 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 lift, kill kill kill, out kill their of way out oppression. of oppression. Yeah, he wants to start. That a was world, my my generous. He wants to start yeah. a worldwide revolution and basically yeah. he his as we've seen he has a real grudge against Wakanda for for not for not helping helping. Helping yeah. the world, but it's become twisted. Of rather than opening up the borders and helping people, right. he's the way he had to do right. it. Was, Not the lift out of poverty. He it's, had it's to kill help, your way out. He had to help himself up. He was, you know, his dad died. He was left in right. this. Obviously, it's very heavily implied a very bad neighborhood. Yeah. He l- rises through violence. He becomes a special forces guy. Everything he's earned, he's earned through violence. violence. And now he's going to give every single oppressed person the opportunity to also rise through violence. Right. And and Wakanda is the perfect breeding ground for it because they have the super weapons. They have these super adva- the super advanced technology and even things as innocuous as, you know, seemingly primitive axes or spears are actually guns in the spear. Yes. Yeah. Find out. So the shipment of these weapons it would be essentially arm again, like whether giving, this plan would work or not. It's basically like giving like tactical nuclear weapons to it, like everybody on the street it's insane yeah but i mean i I don't know this is what the thing about his plan is that like 
It's yeah. a chaos agent. It's not gonna. Yeah. People are oppressed, and there were there are certain areas where people would rise up and fight. Yeah. And take over, and you know, the man, and maybe have a revolution. Right. But like, you know, people like obviously, you know. You think there's a mobster ready to buy all the shipments as soon as they land? Well, one, the, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how efficient he's <laughs> you think, going. You he's think, sending these automated shipments. How are they getting into the right they're, hands? They're, they're going to land in San Francisco or Oakland or the different places, and then like the kingpin is going to be there and just buy <laughs> and just buy all the shipments. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think that. <laughs> and, and also, I, I mean, cause, cause think about it. Like if you're, if you're, if you're like an impoverished, impoverished guy, and like let's just say the United States. And you get this super weapon delivered to your house. And it's like, you have two choices. You either join this army and probably, even though you're going to do some damage, probably going to die because, you know. There's a lot more people. You're a rebel. And and there's just, or you can take this super weapon and set you. There's the Avengers. There's the freaking You want to fight the Hulk with your vibranium? You want to fight Thor? Yeah, go fight Thor. Iron Man is going to send... He'll use, House his, party he'll protocol. use his magic glasses and like yeah yeah there are drones that come at you from the sky. Up. I mean I don't want to I don't this is like the world has never been less equipped for rebellion than it is in this Avengers <laughs> oh universe with Edith flying around like it could literally before you start you can be like two dudes in a house like you want to rebel you want to rebel two drones crashing through the windows yeah you know blow you up Captain Marvel is gonna fly back you know every <laughs> as she does every twenty years and be like no. Done. <laughs> so the plan is the plan's dumb. Yeah. It's not gonna work. But also like, I, like, why would he think it would work? It would be amazing if that's what happened, and then Thanos immediately arrived. <laughs> <laughs> it would no. I think it would be amazing if like because it would because you know screen time it would have been like two months of world chaos, and then Thanos. I I think it would, it would be a little bit more interesting. Because they're portraying it as this this cataclysmic event, if weapons got into these people's hands, and there's not enough description of. It's a great point. Of if, who's going one? It's not like they're going to have an army. If you hand two random people on the street, right. Who even if they're they live in an oppressive society and they theoretically want to rise up. Yeah. I don't think. They're not going to then you know they're not going to then march a hundred miles to the next town. And They're gather like, two more guys. Yeah. And then you have to be pretty – and, you know, even in the United States, like, I think a lot of, you know, peop, the people that would be targeting, like, in the United States, obviously this movie was made for United States audiences. Right. That's the – that's kind of the thing the, that there are the, people the here. identification. Yeah. I don't think – again, woefully underqualified to talk about this. I don't think the, 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 uh, the strategy that African Americans have here is to – Arm themselves and then to attack. I think they mostly just. I don't think they want to like overthrow anyone. I think they just mostly want like yeah basic human rights. That like sounds, I think, I think it's that like, sounds like a Breitbart story. Yeah, I think it's kind of just they want like you know to be treated equally. Yeah. I think is pretty much the crux of it, not to it's overthrow like, and kill everyone. It's like I don't know if Doug Jones wrote, not Doug Jones, Alex Jones wrote Killmonger's script or something. But yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. Like the it's, whole it's it's amped up to eleven. Also, like you know, people have. The thing is, yeah, people will get better weapons, but people have so many weapons already. Like, people have so many weapons. They have so many guns. Like, you know, there's, like, like every American owns, like, 12 guns, like, right. on average. Right. There are plenty of guns out there. There are guns and ATVs that if they and had, grenades. If, they had, if there was a desire to rise up, giving someone a gun is not... 
like if you shipped me a gun and I was oppressed right. in some way, and I wouldn't, my first thought would not be, well, time to fucking murder someone. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. the plan. It's not like he's going to use Wakandan's army to invade someone, right? Or to unify under this banner, or to right. do anything. You're just sending people weapons. Yeah. Like, what? He's just full Gaddafi on this one, and just like why does he chaos? Think, why does he think that's gonna work? And why does he think that people are gonna take the weapons and kill each other with them? And why does weapons he... exist already? And people don't. I know we have we have problems with people using weapons, but for the most part, statistically, people like the United States, like people aren't all dead. They don't <laughs> all kill each other. You know, most of us are still here. Yeah. So just adding a few more weapons, like honestly, like four more weapons in, in the grand scheme of things. Right. Like. Like Iron Man's not gonna have some response. They yeah. weren't shipping out like that many weapons. Like really. They, it was like it, I felt like it was like a hundred shipments, like a hundred ships were gonna go around the world. There are like three hundred and fifty million people in the United States alone. Yeah, but that's not like not, not enough weapons to make a difference. <laughs> this plan is so dumb. Are you are you saying that the only the only thing to stop a bad guy with a with a Wakandan gun is a good <laughs> guy with, with a Wakandan gun? gun? That's what this movie says, I think. By Black Panther saying, "Let's have the exact same powers to fight." <laughs> oh, Okay, so rant about the, the dumbness flaws in the plan. plan. As much as I love the character, and I think I, I, that's one of the problems I have with the reaction to this movie. Yeah, I think he does well as almost like he's almost like a Joker-like villain with just this ridiculous plan. Yes, like he like, but people haven't talked enough about how dumb his plan is. His plan will never actually work. Like he might have this this motivation that's intriguing. Why did he think that he would rule Wakanda either? You know. Is it is that like a childhood fantasy that like people are gonna live with him being king forever? I well like he, actually he, I wanna I wanna hold that can, can we hold that yeah yeah because I right, wanna hold, we'll hold that it. we'll come back end. to that all right yeah so that's Killmonger's plan that's the that's basically what we see with Killmonger we don't see a lot of ruling we just see a lot of like orders to do that and the other thing he does is he destroys the herbs which he is wants... actually genius I, I gave a lot him a lot of shit for his plan but yeah. that's of course you fucking destroy the herbs. You're the one that has them. Destroy the rest. He's taking a page right out of the claw playbook and saying, I have one piece of I have one thing that no one else yeah. has. Time to get it. But it also shows him as like he's on a suicide mission. Like he has no plan for succession or Wakanda to continue or anything like that. Oh, it's, like, it's very clear. He doesn't care about like, Wakanda fuck, at all. He's like, fuck tradition. You know, we're just gonna burn everything down. Yep. Except so, yeah. for Nakia. Nakia flees the palace, taking one of the herbs. One herb. Um, does Shuri come with them? Yeah, Shuri yeah. and the and, mom escape. And and Ross too. Ross. Nakia yeah. saves Ross. Right. Right. Nakia saves Ross. Right. So everyone who's the core friends of Black Panther, except for Okoye. Okoye is part of the royal bodyguard, and she feels and... torn. But she, right now she's gonna serve because he's the because Killmonger is now the rightful king. Right. So it's this. We get a little bit into it this movie, and I would have liked a little bit more. But we get this tradition versus modern sensibilities, and exactly. the tradition versus what's right. Yeah. That really is a conflict for a bunch of the characters in this movie. Yeah. It's amazing. Okoye actually doesn't have to make a choice. It's made for it, it, it's made for her and like she, she it's resolved because Black Panther didn't, wasn't actually dead. Yeah, she's able to use a loophole. She to uses get out of making. She the uses the loophole of oh, 
you know, he's still king because he's not dead. And she does choose country over love at the end, which is kind of interesting, but... But, I, would, but it doesn't. But, but it doesn't. There wasn't a lot of love that we saw. So it doesn't it was make so easy. the movie doesn't make it a choice because it's so obvious what she would choose. Exactly. Because we just we basically see them being like shake hands and be like, oh, hello, lover. You're oh, right. hello. Right. Like, and that's it. Not no real affection. It seems. You're, exactly. But um, right. So everyone other than Akwaya, everyone else is fleeing, and mm-hmm. and they have their their plan is to go to Umbaku. Umbaku is probably the biggest, toughest bad guy in Wakanda. Bad guy. But the biggest, toughest guy in Wakanda who's not already under Killmonger's thumb. And the plan is to give him the... The, herb, uh, the, the heart-shaped herb. herb so that he can have the powers to fight uh, Killmonger. Right. Which would probably have worked as an alternate plan, by the way. But As, as a plan goes, as a desperate plan, um, I think it ranks about 870th. On the list, to be fair, my first 869 of the plan are just different ways to say, call the Avengers. Yeah, that's Because true. Ross is a CIA agent. Call the fucking Avengers. Call S.H.I.E.L.D. Call Nick Fury. Call someone. They have no, they have no yeah, they had no cell phone or nothing. <laughs> call someone! Right. So, like, hey, listen, because, like, so even though I think the plan is ridiculous, as I mentioned yes. about, the movie treats it like it's serious. And they treat it like it's something that needs to be addressed. I'm willing. I'm actually willing to get suspension of disbelief on this one. Uh, if they didn't tell us that their communications were jammed or something else, I just want to believe that 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 that's what it was, and that they're just stuck on the ground in this country. It's it's a lot like their situation is a lot like Heimdall and the Asgardians fleeing Hela. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, and I would believe it more if they didn't make Shuri out to be, like, MacGyver mixed with Iron Man yeah. throughout this movie, and right. Vibranium to be, like, I don't know, what's a magic doohickey from pop culture, but pretty much, like, I don't know, like a genie's lamp, Yeah. which essentially is what Vibranium is, Right. then I might believe it a little bit more, but okay, let's suspend disbelief, they can't call the Avengers, they can't... Get help. Or, and not not immediately. And in terms not of in, in terms of internal plans, this is a this is a real good one. Right. But they also to be I'm gonna just one second go back on what I just said. When they have control and like when Ross is controlling that helicopter, they definitely have the ability to call someone at that point. That's like true. They're in, they're in control of, a, of enough technology to be able to send up some sort of distress signal. Which means I guess they exercise a lot of we still want to keep Wakanda a secret. Which is, which they hold they on re- to that. Well, they really do right up until the end. They hold on to that. They yeah. really do, like because they are never, they're never forced, they, they're never forced to reveal Wakanda. I actually don't think that T'Challa. This is jumping ahead. That T'Challa makes the decision to reveal Wakanda until he has the final conversation with Killmonger at the end. Yeah. I Absolutely. really, I, I really don't think Absolutely. he he decides on that. So it's almost he... like if they let that happen in the story, then. Then that that's not a decision later. In it the takes movie. the agency away from T'Challa making that decision, yeah, which the right. movie sets up as his. That's his arc. only thing. That, that's his that's, only that's thing. That's the decision he makes. That's the choice. It's the growth. Right. It, which is like yeah. a which is like a no brainer. Yeah, like, it's so obvious. That's like, the thing about this. Like, it's so oh, obvious. Like, it's an oh, obvious decision. You'll continue to be, you'll you'll continue to be part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, but be a secret country. So I guess only things will happen to you, or you'll jump into somebody else's thing. Yeah. Or other people will know about your country. 
And also, like, um, it, it's obvious both from that, from the outside looking in, but also it's obvious from in-universe where you have these two, well, keep with tradition even though tradition causes people to die, or Killmonger's kill everyone plan, right. and there's just, like, things staring you at the middle of, like, hmm... Use your immense wealth and technology to help people. Right. Hmm, right. What are we going <laughs> to choose? What are we going to do? It's so obvious. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's the whole arc. But that's what, yeah. So that's what they give him. Um, sorry. Respect the, the plan. The plan The plan is to give him Baku the herb. And as an internal plan, you're right. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. It also could have been interesting if that happened, but Chala was still alive, and then he didn't have the herb power or anything like that, but they didn't yeah. go there. Um, well, Umbaku toys with them and is just like making himself out to be like a, a menacing a barbarian, guy. tough guy. Okay, so here's the. Uh, actually, I actually <clears> want <throat> to talk about this, and this is more just like a theory. Maybe you'll know from you have a little bit more familiarity with the comics than yeah. I do. So the way um, the whole entire mountain tribe reacts to Ross, yes. you know, uh, chanting at him and calling him colonizer, and yeah. clearly not a fan. Of white people. Yeah. On this mountain tribe. Um, so, did, they actually, like, I'm just thinking about it. So, they, clearly, they called them colonizers. They clearly know that white yeah. people invaded Africa. Other, other places right. in Africa, yeah. So, if they never, if, if a country, if they never rule Wakanda. Yeah. How does the world not know about Wakanda? Because Wakanda hides itself. But, like, if there's one thing we know about European history, yeah. it's that when they want something, they're going to go fucking find it. If they have to cross the entire, literally circumnavigate the globe, they're going to raise all of Africa to the ground. I don't believe well, that 150 years ago they could hide themselves that well. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, They would have to fight them off, right? I, they, I think they did fight people off, but they fought them off as low-tech as they needed to. And I'll, I'll give it to you, you know, jumping, jumping history-wise here. The big thing they never talk about with a lot of this is how enabled European colonizers were by local tribes, one tribe against another. Which I think, which I think could have been, could have been set up so, as Wakanda, especially turning a blind eye at that point in history. Yeah, and may have been a good setup. Something Killmonger, because Killmonger, like the whole, the whole uh, obviously racism and yeah. uh, slavery plays like a right. whole, like it, it's obviously underlying right. a whole tone of this. Right. That one might have been a thing about Killmonger when Kill- Killmonger has that great speech at the end where he's saying where he's essentially choosing death over slave over prison yeah. where he said my ancestors jumped from the boats right which is just right. pa- very it's powerful gri- yeah it's a gripping line and he they could have again I wouldn't change anything about that scene because I think that scene's awesome but you know it's so well delivered but they could have played that theme a little bit more where you know not just what they've done recently but like. You know, you enabled so much right. to happen when you were strong and everyone else was you, weak. You let it happen. You're just as guilty. Yeah, you were. You yeah. turned a blind eye, and yeah. they could have even gone back in history to do it. Because I kind of was thinking about the history of Wakanda, because they really start like, yeah. you know, thousands of like two thousand years ago or three thousand years ago yeah. when the meteor hit, and they jumped to 1990. Yeah. And there's a lot in there that gets yada yada over that I'm not really sure how it works. Because they clearly they call you know they call them colonizers. They clearly have had negative interactions with white people. But here's right. but here's another thing. I think is it just the mountain tribes because they're maybe on the outskirts. They've had the interactions. Is it so? So you know what? 
Um, Shuri also uses the word colonizer, but she, not is like not not derogatory. Friendly yeah, because, not derogatory. Because I think she she has a more worldly appreciation. Yeah, of people are not just one. Seems... People are not just you know one way and you, right. know, you look like this. So that, that is a term that they, that but, but they use for white people. Multiple people use it. You're right. And I think it comes back. Honestly, I think it comes back to it's all about this like they use this concept to explain why Wakanda knows about the rest of the world, and that's they send out the war dogs or they send out the spies. So right. yes. I think in the 4,000 years to now, they've seen, they, they've always had people in the rest of Africa and in the, and, and whenever they could, there were other parts of the world yep. who knew what was going on and probably reported it back. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is the mountain tribes, these guys never left Wakanda. No, clearly, clearly they're no, not the no. ones that go on the missions. They, they, they specifically are the most anti- um, expansionist, anti, anti-technology, anti-technology, anti-globalist, right? Uh, people that exist. They don't even want. Uh, they're the most traditionalist by far, con- right. most conservative. They don't want anything to change. Really, back from when the meteor struck. Right. So, so honestly, unless some kind of hunting party or trek through Africa party came across them, which maybe they did from time to time, the only way that these guys even know about any of this is somebody was sent on a mission out of Wakanda, came back, and, and word got around. Yeah. But I feel like their own personal experiences with that with that are minimal, and in in M'Baku's lifetime, zero. Definitely in, in his lifetime, zero. What I actually think would be kind of... Um, it's a little dark. Yeah. But something that make, makes Wakanda surviving more plausible... Is and and it would give the mountain tribes great reason to hate Wakanda, is if Wakanda the rest of Wakanda almost served the mountain tribes up as like a sacrifice mm. to the outsiders until like like I, they were on a border or something and yeah, yeah like like a there were times where they could have helped them but they didn't they let them yeah they let them maybe they let the mountain tribe represent that this Whoa. is Wakanda you beat Wakanda you conquered them you conquered the mountain tribes we're gonna hide we're gonna stay secret and I think. Obviously, it's that not developed so at all. Dark. It's not developed at all in the movie. Yeah. But I think that would go a long way into explaining one, uh, his hatred of Ross, even all these years later. Yeah. Uh, and even though he's lived in isolation, two, the hatred of, especially in the beginning of the movie, his hatred of the other tribes, rather than yeah. just being this vague conflict that they've had for years. Yeah. It would give reason to hatred, and two, it would give a lot more meaning to him forgiving, and helping out T'Challa at the end. It could spl- It could also be like a like a secondary reason for their living very differently yeah like for sure yeah they didn't they didn't they didn't go to the wakanda university during this time they were colonized well i I think that that's why i think it it works so well because obviously in the course of real history we have you know before european colonization in the uh in north america and south america you had great cities you had great civilizations. civilizations yeah and you had very similar things in Africa also before European colonization there. Colonization has hurt the country being colonized, at least has hurt the indigenous people of the country being yeah. colonized without fail. It just, it, yeah, it just uproots things. It uproots everything and, yeah. and sets them back. So I think that would be, that would go such a long way in explaining that and would also set this inter, and also, as we'll talk about a little bit later, might actually set up someone from the border tribe, maybe uh, someone from the mountain tribe, maybe yeah. Mbaku, maybe someone else as a future villain. Right. 
which they desperately need. They need, yeah. Okay, so um, that's that's my digression about the history of Wakanda and. I think it, I think that's a great. What get, what got, a great point. Yeah, as we're so interested in history and just as yeah. an aside, and we kind of like that, you know, the way we like the and, causal and civilizational kind of things. Kinda development. Yeah, type I'm stuff. just trying to piece together of the causal events of this advanced society in Africa that was able to resist colonization, but without mostly proving, hiding. Yeah. Yeah, but by hiding, it just seems a little. It was a little weird. Yeah. But, because obviously they didn't have, like, holograms and stuff in the 1800s, doesn't, I don't think. Maybe they maybe they got them then, I don't know. Maybe but, they did. It's un, it's a little bit unclear. But right. you think they would be more advanced if they had that technology back then. But, who knows? Right, right. It's not like, this is, we see their latest technology. Which is about, about equal, maybe, maybe, maybe they're a hundred like years ahead Maybe they're a hundred years ahead of the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah which is Probably. about what Tony Stark is. Yeah. So, that's, I think they're about... It seems like they're about they do things in slightly different ways, but they have some advantages. He has some advantages. I put them pretty similar to each other. Right, right. Like, yeah, and Shuri is like fourteen, so yeah, <laughs> pretty good. But yeah, well, Killmonger was nineteen when he graduated from Annapolis, because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they let people. I don't know who which congressman gave him the recommendation, but that was a that was a big fuck up right there. You seem like a psychopath. You go right ahead. You'll <laughs> you'll you'll be, be great in special ops. <laughs> um, yeah. So come back to the plot. They go to Mbaku, and they're gonna give Mbaku the herb. He toys with them. Right. He he hoots and hollers at Ross to scare the crap out of him, and then jokes with him, and then he reveals. Well, actually, T'Challa's still alive. Right. And the only re- reason so he's alive, the only reason he was a weird, weird cinematic Ugh. choice. You you thought of this too, right? So, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> so they say so they say that a fisherman found him, and then they brought him up, and now he's on ice, and that's why he's still alive. But they also take about eight to ten seconds to physically to to show us a cut scene. Of him being carried up the mountain while frozen, which I've never seen in a movie in the last 30 years. Like, do we do we need that? And we, did we didn't need. Did we do we assume? Like, I trusted. I believe that he was brought up the mountain. They yeah. Didn't need to see we're all, did, I, I him being brought up the. We mountain. talked before that uh, they did some reshoots. I think what happened was they did a test screening for this movie, and audiences were like, "We loved it. It was amazing." But when Baku's like we carried him up the mountain. I don't they believe you. They carried him up the mountain? No fucking way. Right. Absolutely not. They're like, bring in T'Challa, get some makeup on yeah. him, act like he's frozen and they dead. They carried him up the mountain? Carry him up the mountain. Did they have a wagon when they carried him up the mountain? Because if I didn't see the wagon, <laughs> he didn't get up no mountain. What did they think? They like, yeah. some guy just looked at him right. up? No way. I don't believe right. that. Right. So they spoon feed the most obvious plot detail to us. But all right. Which is really nothing. Here, here he is of... frozen. And then the other thing they missed, I feel like they missed an opportunity for this. I could see Mbaku saying, I still need the herb. But they didn't do that. Well, they made him nice. Real nice. Yeah, because, like, we talked about it. Mbaku's not a villain in this movie. Right. Um, even though he is in com- in the comics and whatnot. He's not even, like, he's not even, like, a neutral. He, he, he doesn't even, like, toe the line where, like, he's not even a Lando Calrissian, I'll help you as much as it suits me. No, he's someone that was originally an antagonist that got completely won over. And honestly, 
It makes sense. I like him. It makes I, sense. I, I think it works. I, um, I like I like his setup, his style. They really set up. They really set up the head nod in Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> that T'Challa gives him. Yeah. Like the. the it's one nice that T'Challa has like a friend. Like, I mean. Well, he doesn't he, have the other friend anymore. He's, look, <laughs> Mbaku is a heck of a more serious friend character than any of Thor's buddies. Um. Oh, you mean. The guy Bumblebar. The second, and, the second they, the the second, the as, as Lady as, Sith. We're going to do, we're going to do Thor Ragnarok once because I, I love that movie. I want to talk about it. But I'm, I'm not talking about Thor Ragnarok. No, I want to talk about I'm Thor not, Ragnarok not, for one second. Yeah, okay. The best thing Thor Ragnarok does and Taika Waititi does is he's in control of the Thor franchise for five seconds. He's like, all those friends, kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> Just have Hela throw some spears and swords at them and yeah. dead, 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 all in a row. The Heroes 3 or whatever. No, yeah. that Sith's gone. But uh, all all done. And that's yeah. the best thing. And yeah, you're right. He's more. They have a more meaningful relationship than Thor does with anyone other than Loki. Yeah. Even more, even more than Jane. Because right. they have a terrible... Except now. I know we're going we're gonna to get love and thought. I trust Taika Waititi. I do, I do too. I mean, he's making a movie where... He's making an independent film where... Where like, he hit, plays Hitler. Where he plays Hitler and Hitler is an like... An imaginary Hitler. Is like a friendly... You know, well, his Hit- friends with this Hitler Youth kid, and I don't yeah. know where the hell that's gonna go. Well, I think in jo- just in jo- time jo- jo- for Rabbit, never. But um, it's it's this kid who's like in the to help himself rationalize being indoctrinated into the Hitler Youth comes up with an imaginary friend that's Adolf Hitler. Oh, played oh, wow. by Taika Waititi. I missed that. And so now this, this is like when this he, is like the life of Pi, except yeah, the tiger, Nazi the tiger, the tiger is Hitler. Oh, in great. this, he and, and when he's like having these moral, obviously he's played it for comedy, but when he's having these moral discussions of this person's good, the devil on his shoulder is is Taika Waititi dresses Adolf Hitler. Oh my god! So we've got, uh, but, so but yeah, yeah, in but him we trust. Though. We tr- we trust him with Thor. Yeah, <laughs> back to back to Black Panther. Yeah, so Black <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> uh, They're trying to get through this. Yeah, they give uh, they give T'Challa the herb after. But then they have to bury him. They bury him in snow this time. Yes. Because it's always the ritual. You get the herb and you have to be buried. Right, because you need to... Oh, here's another thing. I know we're, we're going to... Yeah. Way, this has been so free-flowing. But it's a, yeah. But, yeah, we're just making digressions at various plot points. Uh, do you think... Because I've heard kind of various things about this. What do you think about this kind of trance? Do you think it's real? Like, do you think there is a plane of the panther god? Or do you think it's more of a hallucination? Oh, I think it's real. You think it's real? Oh yeah. Oh, see, I, 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 I think Doctor Strange could find this. I don't think to. it's real. I think it's yeah. a hallucination. I think. I mean, in like the real world, it would definitely be hallucination. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. About, I think. But in even the, in this, in, I think in yeah. the MCU, it's 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 like almost real-ish, but it's not it's not actually real. I don't think he's actually conversing with his father. Like, what is what do they learn new? Well. Why do they need to learn? If they learn something new, it's proof that it's not a dream, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. They basically don't. And I think like a lot of the things that when he converses with his dad, when uh, you know Killmonger has his thing with his dad, a lot of that I could just see as projection of like it's a, it's a way to you know you separate yourself from yourself. Yeah. And you're able to have a discussion about 
morality and about history. Yeah. And really, that's how Chala comes to turn. Because, like, what's his big internal conflict in this? It's about his relationship with his father exactly. and king. And how does he resolve it? By going to the spirit world and having an actual discussion with his right. dad. Right. So I kind of think – I think it could work either way. I'm not saying I yeah. really – but, but I think I it, it doesn't have to be real. I don't think I actually watching it. I didn't think it was real. Mm-hmm. But if you told me it was, and it came out in the next one that you know there's more interactions and it pro- it's proven real, or Doctor Strange finds it or yeah. mentions it offhand, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's wrong or whatever. I, I think I was just kind of interested. It's because... also, and and I don't know about if this exists at all in any African cultures, but it reminds me of like Native American cultures and a, you know a spirit walk. Yeah. It's it, and I guess that's a that's a common thing in a lot of cultures. Mm-hmm. It has that element of like for sure meditation, spirit walk, you know, connection to ancestors stuff. Yeah. So it, it just it feels a lot like the real world, and in in those culture, cultures, I think they believe that it's real. So it felt like okay that the way they're presenting it, maybe it is. But yeah, there's nothing that tells you there's nothing that's absolute proof. Yeah, I think it would be. It would be at, just in terms of the MCU, I think it would be a little out of place for it to be real, because we've had kind of the demythification of everything with yeah. science being magic, right? Uh, with the exception of Doctor Strange, but again, we do have Doctor Strange, so it's not like it's completely out of left field. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Charlotte does get this resolution with his father. He right. He confronts him. He says, "You were wrong," and he and and this is he fi- he's finally figured out out what was wrong, what needed to be different. Right. Not that. Oh my gosh, you know, you killed my uncle because the situation was what it was. Yeah. But you left, you left, you left the kid. Kill, Killmonger behind. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. You should have brought him back. Yeah. And which, which is just, why not bring him back? Well, because then he would have had to face the country with, I murdered my brother. But they're so obsessed with keeping their secret. You leave a kid who might know about Wakanda. Yeah. I, a kid! Yeah. Like, no, I don't think they're worried. They're not worried. They're not worried that the kid will know about... He wasn't worried that this kid will now know about Wakanda. He was worried that he would have to tell the family in the court that he was responsible for his brother's death. I completely death. understand what he was worried about, but I think he should have been worried about the kid telling all about Wakanda, considering that's what they care about. They care so much about keeping Wakanda secret, and you leave an eight-year-old, or not, however old he is, yeah, with access to this huge secret. You know, he's lucky. He's lucky that Killmonger didn't go to school the, the next day and, and tell, tell eight thousand people. Yeah, he's actually really lucky the internet didn't exist yet, because that'd be on YouTube in about thirty seconds. Yeah. Hey, guess what? And he would like show. He'd like be streaming and be like, "Hey guys, just here from my dad's place. Here's all these Wakandan relics." That turns out they're super advanced technology, by the way. Yeah. Like, it would be like Tony Stark would go to his house instead of Spider-Man's. Hey, kid, I heard you have, uh, you know, saw your videos on YouTube. You see your videos, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That's another thing that I didn't get why. I get why. He, it was I get parrot, it. You know, he wasn't, he, there was other things he could have thought about, too, that he missed. <clears throat> yeah. He could have, he could have, like, at least talked to the kid and, make, and saw what he knew or... You know, it does just seem it just seemed very uh, not well thought out by T'Chaka. Yeah, I mean, look, he takes him back and then he's Loki, like so. It's hard. It's a hard hmm. direction to do, right? Because he's not going to tell him that I killed your father. Come back with me. He's going to say your father had to go on a mission, and you know, and he won't be back for a long time. You need to stay with me. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's going to grow up in the court and then he's going to find out and then he's going to turn on them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's Kyle Loki. <laughs> so there's like no, there's no winning. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There, there's no winning for either T'Chaka or guess, the audience. I guess the hope is just that he doesn't find out. But yeah, I guess that's how they originally wrote the script and Marvel's like, just kept fighting like, a big red pen. Like, we already have a Loki. Like unless there was like, Leave a, him in Los like unless there was an absolutely or disturbing Oakland, unwritten line where T'Chaka was like, maybe he won't make it to tell the story or something like that. You know, Ooh. like he's not that dark, but he goes, he goes tells tells Forrest Whitaker, kill the kid, kill the kid. <laughs> just like complete bastardization of T'Chaka. He just turns into a scroll. <laughs> Yeah. And then Chachaka's in space, so next to Nick Fury, like, <laughs> oh, that's why you acted completely out of character? Yeah. Yeah, yeah too. Man. Oh. Yeah. And Nick Fury's like, that's a great idea. Let me do that in about 20 years. Yeah, I was I was feeling kind of, you know, you know, gothic and mischievous that day, and that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, yeah. We're, we're delaying because we're up to, I think, our least, one of our least favorite parts of the movie. The, the execution the, of the final battle. Yeah, the last battle. Yeah, so I, yeah. so uh, quickly in it, the 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 weapons are being shipped out of Wakanda, and Killmonger is is in his full menacing mode, and um, out from the out from the fields, out from the clearing that we've just kind of seen a little bit of from the city, comes by himself, uh, T'Challa. And he says, "We're, you know, we are not finished with the challenge." Yeah, he's like, "The challenge ends when I either, the challenge ends when you're dead or you surrender." He's yeah. like, "You can see by not dead, I, and I, I never surrendered." And which is, again, it starts promising because it's an awesome line, and he comes yeah. up and he's all, yeah, know, ready to go, and right, and then you know, Killmonger turns into the Gold Panther, and yeah, he's ready to fight too, and mm-hmm. you get, I think, I think there's a couple problems with this scene. And it's like, it's just a big Marvel battle at the end, so I don't think it's really worth diving into exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, the main problems are that the emotional stakes aren't high enough because all the characters you like are on one side. And in a civil war, the best thing about a civil war is that you care about both sides. Both sides, And both yeah. sides have merit. Here, it's it's just good versus bad, which yeah. really defeats the purpose. They try to have that a little bit with, like, Okoye and the love interest and their fight. But, but you but, don't care about that guy at all because he sucks. And they free Okoye. Like, Okoye could have been on the other side, maybe, but in a be, really twisted but way. But they give her the legal loophole yeah, of, of, oh, the challenge isn't over. He's still king. I, I, yep. now, and, then she, and then her and the bodyguards immediately fight Killmonger. Yeah. All the other bodyguards get murdered. Oh yeah, yeah. Like nothing. The no name. Like that's more of a fight than anything destroyed. that Black Panther has. Black Panther is just mowing, like, like, like power punching people out of the way. Yeah, he's just really using the suit to great. Which effect. makes it like not much of a fight at all. No, the main fight is like when the war rhinos get involved, and it's right. like Wakandan ground troops versus Wakandan ground troops, and yeah, and then you have like the mountain tribe plus the bodyguards versus. The rest, yeah. which again is like, it seems like a, it seems. Well, once the Mountain kind of, Tribe comes, it's over. The battle. They over. they they overrun them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the rain, the other. So basically, it's uh. In in the in the in the realm of cinematic and high television, battle rescues, not my top five. You know. No. It's it's not a Helm's Deep. 
It's not or or or, or, or the Veil Knights or the Veil Knights. Uh, you know, I don't know how your take on that one, but I actually thought that I liked that. It like I thought they were gone because that show teaches you that people are gone. So like that was like a real save. This one, no, like we were saying, no stakes. No yeah, stakes no no stakes. Um, you had some interesting. You got Shuri fighting a little bit using her uh her, like, her pulser wrist. pulser uh yeah. wrist guns. You right. got. Kia doing a couple things. I don't really... Her character's so nondescript. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, and then... Jumping. You get a really boring fight of T'Challa versus Killmonger. You also get a very boring repeat of um, Jet Simulator with Everett. <laughs> with, with, I, with Agent... I think I blocked that out of my mind because it's so, so, so dumb. So Agent Ross, who doesn't belong in this movie... You know, I I I, I had actually kind of like him. I had to equivocate prior to getting shot. Yeah, I had to. He could he could have just died, or just not been in the movie anymore, or died. I had to equivocate in the beginning that it wasn't entirely an all black cast, basically because Agent Ross is in this Ross, movie. Yeah, they just kill Ross. I don't think he serves much of a purpose after getting shot. I actually like felt uncomfortable that like he was like well, like why does he need to have like the token white friend in this movie. I mean, like, I get why he's there, and I kind of like the, um... It played on a lot of tropes of the CIA, and it, like, kind of, like, it's all different because it's a CIA agent who thinks he knows everything, and it's yeah. just, you know, he here he is going to this, what he thinks is this backwater country, and yeah. just being astounded. And I think that played pretty well. Yeah. Um, this and, fish out of water. And he's thing. actually a, a uh, he's, a like, a junior buddy to Black Panther. I was reading about. Oh this. yeah, yeah. That character, he he's like he's almost like Jimmy Olsen to Superman. He like he, oh okay. He's not powered. He is a government guy. Interesting. But like back, Black Panther saves him as much as anything else. Yeah, I, so I I get why he's there, and maybe I was a little harsh saying he should have died, but I don't like him doing this. I, the thing I liked about him was that he was the fish out of water. He he provided this like. Wakanda is this fantastical world and these tra- traditions, and he provides a different point of view, yeah, um, and an outside point of view, which is a little interesting because you contrast like these people who grew up in it, true, um, with this outside. So that that was kind of interesting. But then he's pretty much a separate, and you get the moments of pretty much Martin Freeman just like, oh look at this technology, I haven't flown plane in years, yeah. like yeah, oh, come on, it's right. And like Martin Freeman can can do a fish out of water like have you ever seen like the sherlock holmes series like sure yeah. he reacts he he's your your window and he like reacts with surprise to mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so I, I get it it's just we didn't need the scene of no. him flying the planes to get to basically he's shooting down all the weapon shipments and there's like one little bit of danger because the the lab where he actually is going to get destroyed but he want he needs to get that last ship yeah and he does and he's safe and instead yeah, he would save ten swords from being unleashed into the world. <coughs> swords. <laughs> right. They don't really use guns. Um, yeah, but yeah. So yeah. So so that's the really end of his significant storyline, and and we get the we get the battle. The honestly, the Killmonger and Black Panther battle is mostly uneventful. It's a little bit on land, and then it quickly goes into the mine shaft. Right. Of where they mine the vibranium. But it's they're in the suit almost the entire time. Yes. Yeah, so, and it's very disorienting visually. Oh, it's it's a mess visually. And plot wise, it's one of those this movie does a lot of things right about 
in comparison to traditional Marvel origin movies. True. The thing that it does wrong, especially, and the problems with the plot are nitpicks. You know, we mostly nitpick, even though we enjoy this movie, some of the things are just frustrating. Exactly. But this part, you know, it's like they do so many things that make it different and make it unique and don't fall into the traps of over-explaining characters like origin movies do or forcing these relationships instead of letting them grow over time. Right. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, them not Making jamming somebody's... together yeah. Nakia and T'Challa right away, like, that much. Right. Like, they let it grow. You, they know they're going to get a couple movies. Like, yeah. let it happen. I'm fine with it. They, they, they do a good job with it. They do a lot of the, a good, the same way that Spider-Man Homecoming did. Yes. But I give Black Panther even more credit because this is a true origin movie. Spider-Man Homecoming had, like, eight Spider-Mans that came out that was like, okay, here's what the lessons we learned. Yeah. Black Panther took a lot, learned a lot of those lessons without having movies before it other than a brief cameo in Civil War. So I just think, I give it a ton of credit yeah. for that. The one thing True. it does is it has the two, like, powered heroes fighting each other, which mm-hmm. is like a classic, like, you know, yeah. Iron Man right. fighting... Um, you know, Obadiah Stane. Obadiah Stane. In the Iron Man, in the other big Iron Man suit, you have Captain Iron America Man Red 2, Skull. Captain America Red Skull, uh, Hulk vs. Abomination. Yes. And it's like a very like reminiscent of Phase 1 Marvel that... Hey, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. And... Yeah, it, well, <laughs> Ant-Man's not that good. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's why. Right. You know, so you have... It, it's reminiscent of a lot of the early Marvel movies that seems like we had moved past and we're... That's Even right. though, again, I'm not. When right. it first came out with Iron Man, I had no problem with it, but eventually got it. Get, it gets overplayed very quickly. Right. We 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 had come to expect, and we we learned more of it when we got event Infinity War Part One and Two, of course. Yeah. Now we've moved from the one note villain and the one note power set to like the devil in Milton's Paradise Lost, like. There's so much depth to this character, which to these I, villains. I think that was especially frustrating about this fight because they didn't have a one note villain, or they had a villain with enough layers and enough. He has much more layers. History yes. to make him very compelling, and they they had this relationship with T'Challa, and I get it could have maybe in maybe the, what they were thinking is. See how see how similar they are yeah. in their upbringing. See how well, a couple things could have changed. changed. Yeah. And then you know you become a totally different person based on your circumstances. And I get all that, but they could have done it in an interesting, in a more interesting way rather than having this really weird fight scene where they're bouncing off mines and uh, eventually they have to become depowered or yeah, they dodge off. The, the, the train and whatever. Yeah. yeah it, it it's not as effective. And I think. Honestly, maybe it would have been more effective had those two characters spent more time in this because they clearly have a philosophical difference yeah. and it's addressed, but not to each other. I'll give you. I'll give you another. The very end. I'll give you another way to do it, and I, I there's a lot of superior instances of this too, but the other the other way to have the the, the fight is is the power no power, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. T'Challa somehow survives, lives, doesn't get the Black Panther herb back. Right. What, save save it for later, whatever you want, and has to fight yeah, it him turns without. Out there, turns out someone else, that old lady, hid one or something. Yeah, like that's how he becomes like, Black Panther. You in the know, movie. you know, they they un they uncover one at the in the one cut rises scene. from the ashes. Exactly, yeah, right. In the end credit scene. Right. Mid credit scene. Um, makes it makes it a different scene. scenario. Real. 
then you get more of the stealth and the other things. It's another way to go. And then but... you also you all, that also gives the opportunity of showing that the, to Charles like this is my home. You're an outsider. You don't know these people. He can use his allies for help. He can yes. He can say this is the main. He needs them. I think this he is... can't just power blast everyone. I think out that's of the way. one of the things that, that they lost was like the main difference between them was not just their uprising. It was that Killmonger is willing to kill his friends, like he kills his girlfriend. Yeah. To get what he wants, T'Challa relies on them. And even though he does throughout the movie, if he does yeah. it in this final scene, I think it would put a point on that's why these characters are different. Not just because they're different morals, they're different this, it's it's their use of you know how they treat their friends, how they treat people. And it's like a yeah. little bit ham fisted in that way, but I don't know. I just think you, I'm not saying we we, we could have done a better job or that it would have ended up better, but I just think something needs you to be. You want to be in the pitch room. I think yeah. something needed to be different about this scene, whether it was I'm telling because you, I'm it just didn't that, work. I'm telling you that's it. It's T'Challa is saved, but good, nice, but not that nice Umbaku eats the herb and still promises nothing. Hmm. T'Challa is saved elsewhere or just is is alive. Yeah. He comes back, fights without the power, has to rely on the help, all this stuff. Mbaku comes and helps them and is super strong, but there's so many guys that he has to fight that he's busy fighting tons of people. And then at the end of the movie, he still bows down and recognizes T'Challa because it's not about the strength. It's about the man and and justice and what's right and courage. And I also think even if you played this, if you had that, but you played the scene the same where the plan was, that would give more stakes to it, right? So the plan is to take the suits off and make the suits not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the suit was the only thing protecting T'Challa, because he's not superpowered, yes. But he was like, okay, but and and you could, brother, you know, sure, you'd be like, brother, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna die. die. You don't. If the suit's all that's keeping you alive, he's like, he's like, it's the only way. Yeah. It, it gives more stakes. It gives more yeah. sacrifice. Exactly. He's, you know, he puts himself on the line. Just adds to the drama of what's, of like a movie that, especially a villain. Because the whole movie kind of built, and this is why I'm so disappointed. Like, you know what? Let's just get. You want to get into Killmonger a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. The, we're the we're right there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we talked about how great Michael B. Jordan was, and how at mo- and how powerfully he de- delivers some of these lines, mm-hmm. and how Chilling. he makes us feel, and really how he because he tricked me too. How he almost tricked everyone on first viewing into actually thinking his plan made any fucking sense at all. Yes. When it's dumb. Because he's so, he delivers it so well and he has such passion for it that you kind of buy in. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to work. Boom. This is what's going to... You believe his threats as a villain. and it, Which is like about as much as you can say for any acting performance as a villain. True. It was phenomenal. Right. The, the part that was missing though, because when I actually went back and looked at where he is in the movie, he has like a pretty normal amount of screen time for a Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that him and T'Challa share less scenes than, than most hero villain combinations. Yeah. So you have a well-developed villain because he does get a fair amount of screen time, but most of his screen time comes at the end when he's king before when T'Challa's out of commission, before the final battle. Right. And then during the final battle where they're fighting each other, but there's not really a lot of growth there. It's more battle. They, I mean, when do they, when do they really talk? Right at the death scene. They talk only twice, and we've already mentioned how T'Challa really doesn't speak much during 
you know, when they're kind of in the preface to them fighting. Yeah. He's and, just like, I want to, he, he's like, I know who he is. I don't want to yeah. And then at the end is the, the first time they actually have a meaningful conversation and it's amazing, but it's like a minute Yeah. and I want more. And I think that's, and, and that's why I'm so upset that he's dead. We've talked about their lack of villains going forward, but I really like this villain and I thought he could have been almost, I don't know if an anti-hero or some, he could have just been something. Yeah. A foil for T'Challa, some way, like, because honestly, you, you know, you make you make his views less extreme. They made there's something there. They they turned Loki into a likable antihero. Yeah, exactly. He murdered mil- like at least thousands of people. Yeah, and he wanted to murder million. Well, yeah, he, how many people died in the New York invasion? Like, uh, it has to be at least like five thousand people. That's I think is a pretty low low estimate. Yeah, right? I'm uh, yeah, okay. So, here's the thing. Loki has a bigger body count than Killmonger. Oh, by, by far. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people... They did such a good job making Killmonger sympathetic that people would... And, be, and by actually not having his plan succeed, they gave him the, they gave him the chance for redemption and then didn't t- didn't use it i can't even be mad because the line about him they don't need to redeem yeah they don't need to redeem him but they could no, but no. they could keep him around and and he could continue to raise legitimate things but have the wrong way to solve them. his death is kind of just so badass though that yeah i almost appreciate i really appreciate them well oh, one i appreciate it, I, it's a it's a freaking gut punch i appreciate them actually killing off a villain which is great and yeah Two villains, yeah, but, but yeah, 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 but the main villain the of the main movie, villain. and someone who who I think they set up to be this like long time recurrent villain. Yes, one you got the famous actor in the role. Right, you've got the fam- familiar relationship where maybe there could be something there. The, the, you've got the, the motives to spend enough time developing him. He's literally the guy who took over the the kingdom. Like that's a that's a big difference. Like it's yeah. not like he tried and he failed. He tried, took it over, and then fought them. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think that does make the to give the movie credit, it does help this gut punch of this last scene, which just which really works. Yeah. And as as dumb as the fight was and as anticlimactic as the final battle was, it does lead to a good place with yeah. this scene. And it it's that's I think the great tragedy of Black Panther is that all these nitpicks don't make a bad movie. They right. turn they they it cause they, it's a good movie right they take what would have been be a, maybe a, the best movie. a great movie the best at least individual movie yeah and 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 just bring it a, a bring little bring it a bit little back. bit down yeah. yeah and that's that's kind of where I'm at with Black Panther and I think a lot you know as I'm realizing some of it is I think they had chosen some scenes and they needed to work towards those scenes and those scenes are great yeah but it backs them into a corner. Like take the take the death scene right. He had talked to the father about wanting to see the sunrise in Wakanda or sun or sundown and sunrise in Wakanda, and and obviously it leads to like the speech that's that's gripping. But in order to have that be that T'Challa takes him to see Wakanda, he needed to be somewhere where he couldn't see the sunrise. So they put him in a mine shaft. Right. Yeah. You know, in order to have this great scene that Wakanda says that they're gonna help the world. They needed to lock down any scenarios in which 
people found out about Wakanda during the course of the movie to keep the agency with T'Challa. Exactly. So it's like their great moments also necessitate some lesser moments. Right, which I think you're willing to ignore on first viewing. Right. Because the great moments are amazing payoff. It's just when when you know a great moment's going to happen, you pay less attention to that great moment and you look at the lead up and you're trying yeah. to like, oh, what's going to lead to this amazing moment? Mm-hmm. And that makes you like pick pick those things. Sometimes it makes you think a movie's better because of it. Yeah. And sometimes like this, you're kind of like, eh, this doesn't make sense. I get why they did it narratively because you are trying to keep – like I think that's the biggest thing part of this movie is they're setting up for this T'Challa's growth of – Let's open the borders. Yeah. Let's help people in a in a positive way, not in a negative way. Right. Um. Let's let's rise all tides rather than you know sinking mm-hmm. some ships. So here we have he, he, some confounding decisions made by characters and made by you know logic choices in order to keep that going and keep that chance for him to exactly. make that decision. Yeah. Which. At first, you're like, yeah, he made the right decision. He, he did it. He learned. It's obvious. And then yeah. you realize at the end, like, oh, well, he could have made it. He already essentially knew what that the decision doing? was right. Right. The whole time. Uh, yeah, honestly, if none of this happened, he might have still gone to the UN Yeah. two months after his coronation. The, fir- the first scene with Nakia, like, she's essentially saying this like this yeah. is the right thing like right intervene yeah like help people right. intervention like, <laughs> intervention so i mean uh you know the whole that whole point but yeah. I, I think um obviously just as we kind of wrap up now we've gone for a long time this movie yeah. you said when we we're trying to it, decide, it gives you a lot to talk about we finally had some free time and uh to do another podcast we wanted to do one and nick said oh let's do black panther I, you know just we watched it have a lot of Things to say about it, so I was like, huh? Because I, I, I only seen it. I just rewatched it uh, right before the taping, like a little the day yeah. before the taping of this podcast. I rewatched it. Before that, I was like, hmm. Black Panther, good, a good origin movie, one of the better origin movies. I don't know how much there is to talk about in terms of whatever. And it's like yeah. on the rewatch, I was like, oh, there's, there's so lot. much interesting there's so stuff. Much there. There's so much interesting choices and. I think kind of again I can't say they're poor choices because they lead to good places. Right. Um, yeah. So that was I don't know Nick. Do you have anything else to say about Black Panther? I mean, phenomenal movie. I I continue to believe that he's that him and the X Men belong together. Maybe that's um, maybe that's the future. I think as mutants come into the world and Wakanda now starts accepting refugees, they might accept the world's mutant refugees. Where would you, you place know? this on the? Marvel origin movie scale. Okay, so I'm biased because I like Captain America. Even, uh, you've always loved that movie even so though, much. Even though I recognize its basicness and and somewhat tackiness, but I but I, I do love that movie. Objectively though, as objectively as I can, I think that for the the world that it introduces, it's the best world. I'll, I'll give, try to give it a few factors. It's the best world that's introduced. Uh, is it better than Guardians? The Guardians world? Um, that's a good one. Then Guardians world? Guardians world feels larger. Yeah. So, okay. Well, space. But... So, it's one of the best. I, uh, hard to say if it's... But it's, but it's yeah, better, it's well, better than... Yeah, we rewatch Guardians. It's better than Asgard. I know that it's better than Asgard. Oh, for sure. So um, much better. 
and I didn't hate Asgard, but I think it's better. No, this is well, this is actually really good. Asgard's like meh. This yeah. is really good. Right. Um, so it's better than Asgard in that. Um, they treat us better on the uptake than other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, originality of it less so. Right. I mean, it, it, it came later. It's original in the sense that it kind of meanders, but yeah, it came later. So it, so there's less ways to do it. I I put it I put it up there. I think. Um, I think I, I mean Iron Man is so pivotal that I don't want to put it above Iron Man in terms yeah. of its importance. Right. But I think it's in. Yeah, as origins go, I, I feel like it's top three. I was just thinking about it. I would probably put it third. Um, I think Iron Man is kind of solidly number one because, again, how much... If Iron Man came out later... It's just too important. And was the same movie, would it be as no. highly looked at? Maybe no. not, but the fact that it established everything, got to give that to Iron Man. And then... I mean, and we're talking about the Marvel world, too. The Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. that's true. That's one of my favorite movies. I think that's, like, my favorite... It might be a better movie that like I'll rewatch. It's definitely a movie I'll rewatch more than Iron Man. Yeah. I'm just kind of giving the importance of Iron Man. I and mean, honestly, I'm not. We haven't really talked a lot about the importance of this movie because that's not really our place. But I think just as a movie itself, Black Panther is there just as a strength. The strength of this movie. It's definitely. Yeah. I like it better than Captain America, uh, the First Avenger. America did too. <laughs> America loved Black Panther. <laughs> Uh, I like it, America Bluff back. I like Panther it way better than Thor. I like it better yeah. than uh, Hulk. I like it better than Captain. Oh, absolutely better than Hulk. I like it better no than contest. Ant-Man. I like it better than Captain Marvel. Marvel. Well, yeah, much more than Captain Marvel. Yeah, we should talk about that. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, Maybe Black Widow will make up for it, but it, it's yeah. yeah. We'll see about the top, the timeline on that one. Other than that, what I mean, what other origins are there? Um, I don't really count Spider-Man as an origin just because it has so much history. Yeah, I mean, after that, you just gotta you gotta be outside the MCU. I mean, yeah. Chris Nolan's Batman Begins is a great origin. I like this movie better than Batman Begins. Uh, I like it better than Spider-Man One. Yeah, uh, this movie the, Ra- has more. the Raimi trilogy. I like it better than the Amazing Spider-Man. I like it better than X-Men One. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I like it better than Man of Steel. Yeah. Um. And then we're getting into... Now we're getting into the campy, real campy stuff. Or, no, we're getting into Aquaman. I like it better than Aquaman. Yeah. I like it better than... You haven't... This for Shazam is really close. They're so different. Really? I think... I love Shazam. I I like Shazam a lot. I love Shazam. I like Shazam a lot. But I'm not about to call it legend worthy. See, I I think... Okay, so... I'm sure this will come through when we review the Joker, which we're going to in the next few weeks. Love um, or hate on that, yeah. My general pref, and the reason I love the Marvel movies so much is I like lighter movies. I like comedies. Yeah. Black Panther is one of the less like out overtly funny. Witty. It definitely True. has its moments, of True. course. There's some great, you know, Shuri moments especially. She brings a lot of the comedic, and even Akoya has some mm. great lines, but. Is one of the less overtly funny Marvel movies, and I think it's like even a credit to Black Panther that so many other things I like it as much as I do because I really like the comedies, and that's why I, yeah I, Black Panther's better. It's just like so much grander in scale, but Shazam's really good. I, don't know, I like Shazam. <laughs> I mean, all right, I th- I think we agree on Iron Man just off of importance. Yeah, I had to put it up there. Guardians is a great. It's a great point. I love Guardians. Would you put it too? 
Apple Yeah, I I think I I think I put it two or three, and I put Black Panther two or three, and I and and I, for me I I have to add Batman Begins in there because it was, really yeah, because huh. the revamp of it was it just did so much more for it. I think I think Batman Begins is is, a, is an underrated movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, just don't think it's look as good look as, like the Dark Knight is better, but as that, origins go, that, I think that's why people. Don't don't look at don't it like anymore. Batman Begins as much as they should because the Dark Knight blows out of the water. Sure, right, which is just unfair. Uh, but those uh, at least at least I could say those are the four. Maybe that's why Thor gets underrated because Thor two was bad and then Thor three was so good. So it's kind of like I, I honestly haven't I don't remember the last time I saw the first Thor. We should I really re-wa- don't want we should rewatch the first Thor. I don't think it seems boring. I remember I being a little boring, right? I don't think it was that good. Yeah, I remember I it being it was a, a little, little boring, boring too. The, and like Jodenheim stuff was the best they had, and just Loki being Loki, it was pretty good. I think other than that, true. Yeah, Thor was honestly kind of Loki is better in Avengers than he is in Thor one. Oh, Loki in the Avengers. That's what I want. Loki and Thor one. The Avengers. Loki and Thor one is different than Loki in the Avengers. Definitely, he's a lot funnier. Oh yeah, he's more. It's like he's he grew into the role. I think exactly. it was like what his third time playing right. Loki. He really like the first one. He it. was reading the script. The second one, he was like he became tr- translating it. Yeah, he grew as an actor and he grew into the character for sure. I mean, you know, not everyone is like Robert Downey Jr., which is who, who was like built in a lab is, to fight, is, <laughs> just yeah. acting like himself yeah. to play Iron Man. But yeah, so definitely a great movie. If I. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you're one of like the three people who hasn't seen it, I'd say see it. Yeah. If you've already seen it, don't necessarily go see it again, because I think, I think if you saw it a bunch of times in a row at first, you probably just got swept up in it. In the theater, it was keep, great. Keep that feeling. Um, don't like rewatch it after two years. It's on Netflix, but don't like rewatch it with a critical eye. It, it's one of those I hate, especially because we just talked for like two and a half hours about Black Panther. But I hate those people who are like, it's more of a movie. It's a comic book movie. Just and obviously, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know we don't feel like this. Yeah. Come on, we just enjoy it. But I think this movie has so many good parts that I would just say, eh, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though some of the, the plot points Enjoy and it stuff. and enjoy Black Panther 2. Yeah. I'm sure, which, I'm sure they're going to Which has been a while. A I'm thing. surprised that they're, they're such a uh, length, like length in between those two movies. I, I think the, the fact that all these MCU movies have to work together means like they couldn't tell them what scripts were good. Like, they were like we can't promise you this guy because we're going to use him in <laughs> The Eternals. Oh, that's, and that's true. Yeah. whatever else. Well, aren't they going to get... There's There has to be some sort of... Uh, one last thing. I think there has to be some sort of Wakanda Namor thing going on, right? Because of the yeah. uh, the line in Endgame about underwater... And... Namor is like Marvel's Aquaman, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the line about uh, that Okoye says in Endgame about underwater... Um, earthquakes, oh. hurricanes type things in Africa, um, tectonic plates. Oh. I think that's like a very clear Namor reference. Is Namor does Namor gel with with Conda and stuff, or is I he just also in that? Don't world? know, but I think the fact that they had Okoye say it is relevant. Yes, and I'm, I don't know much about Namor. I just know a little bit about. Honestly, I know he's like. He's he's almost like Mbaku in the sense that like sometimes he's friendly, sometimes he's not. He's not a true. I know for a fact because I've heard him being portrayed. I've heard him portrayed as MCU's Aquaman, but 
in this I play like a, a mobile game about yeah. with Marvel characters and he's a villain in that game. Yeah. So just like Mbaku is also. Yeah. But so I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it could be either way. Um. So that's maybe that's an answer to their villain problem. Go underwater. Submarine water. movie. Yeah. Yeah. They just make the suit waterproof. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so excited we'll for be, that. So we're happy to be back doing the podcast. Uh, we're wrapping up here. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. Yeah. Uh, what, Nick, we're gonna talk. We're not, haven't decided exactly what we're doing ho- next week. Um, things on the table. We've got Wonder Woman. We still. We've got we're, Wonder we're Woman. We're gonna talk about. Um, I think as we get closer to uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, we want to take a look at Seven and Eight. Yeah, maybe we, we might do that as like kind of one podcast and just yeah. throw them together. We're gonna try to decide how much time to uh, devote to that. Let us know how you, because we've heard just from people reaching out, uh, some people like the Marvel ones a lot better than the DC ones. Right. So, you know. We'll look for those more. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Joker. I think we'll definitely talk about the Joker. We have to talk about the Joker. Uh, I've seen it already. Nick hasn't seen it. So once Nick sees it, we're gonna talk about the Joker definitely because um, it's definitely a movie. I'll, I'll just say this, no spoiling. Yeah. It's definitely a movie that needs to be talked about. I think, and I want to talk about it because I have a lot of thoughts. I'm not even. Kind of like Black Panther, like we did today. I had a lot of thoughts that I didn't even know what they were until we discussed them. Yeah, we got, you know, we're observing where the comic book culture is going and, and, and what people, where people want to take it. It's definitely a part of the of the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, and and for all those who heard my concerns about Spider-Man leaving the MCU. Yeah, um, I was. Tom yeah, was the voice of reason. Voice of reason. I lost, you my, know, uh, I lost the will. My background of just, you know, guy, like there's enough. There's enough money involved. People generally like, let's make a deal. Right. Let's make things happen. You know, we have. You know, I work as a. I'm, I'm an attorney, and in in our practice, you know, you have people who are kind, you who are against each other and arguing about things. At the end of the day, when there's a lot of money, really wasn't pe- real. When the two sides are gonna make a lot of money, they generally get a deal done. But they generally say like, yeah. they start, they stop arguing over something stupid, and they say, let's just meet in the middle and make a fucking deal. And that's what. You know, the principles are the same. Thank God. Uh, thank God. Because... Thank God. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> phase Phase 4 is saved, basically. Seriously. Phase 4, 5, and 6 are saved. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so... Well, thank you so much for yeah. listening. And, Catch and you next week. Check out the next one. All right.